This is episode 88 of the Go Blue Crew. Later, we're going to get on to Franz Wagner, the uh, Michigan basketball commit brother of Moritz Wagner. But first, we got to talk about Shea Patterson and the nonsense that happened on Twitter a few days ago. Derek, did you did you see the supposed tweet from Mr. Patterson? I did, and even though at first it was considered could have happened from a burner account or whatever it was. I didn't read it, I guess, more than one time to even remember other than the fact that it was Justin Fields is not that good and uh, Jim Harbaugh should have let me do more. That's really all I know. <laughs> yeah, so here's here's the tweet. It's like replying to somebody. It says, Patterson is going to be the best QB in the conference. Fields hasn't even played a snap yet. That kid's so overrated. Talking about Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, Shea would have won the Heisman last season if Harbaugh had let him call the plays. And you're right. Initially, people were like, oh, that obviously meant to go to a burner account, and now uh, Shea Patterson has embarrassed himself. Turns out this thing came from a uh, a Twitter profile uh, at CFB Quotes, which is like a self-described meme page. And we probably shouldn't have ever taken it very seriously. Then Shea came out and kind of made some humor out of it, talking about how he was out golfing at the time and whatnot. But man, like there was a moment, right, where you're thinking, oh, he's got a lot to prove on the field this year, right? Yeah, from I think a lot of people were, you know, some people were upset with the fact that he would could have potentially said something like that. Uh a lot of people also thought like, wow, you know what? I like it. Like he's right. Like the offense wasn't what it should have been last year. And that's why they brought in Josh Gaddis and and all that, you know, but for me, I think exactly like you, when I saw that, I was like, man, if you're, if you actually think that you could have won the Heisman last year, uh, in in a year where it didn't seem like anybody, the last two years doesn't seem like anybody's going to come close to, to touching the Oklahoma quarterbacks, um, and then this year, thinking of Trevor Lawrence, that's probably a, a sure shot to win the Heisman. I mean, that's really bold. And so naturally, the thing that I thought similar to you was like, that's a lot of talk from a guy who, yes, could probably do more. I've given more opportunities. But to that level, Heisman level, I would love to see it. Uh, but it wasn't going to happen last year. That's for sure. How common do you think a burner account is? I don't, I don't do you, know. Do you have a burner account? I do not, no. What about you? No, I'm not sure what I would put on it. I, I mean, I, I'm i not famous or popular enough in any means to where I would ever need to, you know, stick up for myself. People, but I mean, if people started bashing the show all the time. Maybe I'd create a burner account. The Wolverine, Wolverine Sounds needs a burner account. I could do that. I mean, I have two accounts myself that are personal accounts i could use one one of those as a burner account no one needs to know that i run wolverine sounds that'd be pretty legit we could yeah i think that'd be pretty useful for the brand let's try it out (laughs) what what should the handle be Uh, oh wait we can't tell people that oh yeah i don't want to discuss that publicly see this is why i don't have a burner account i would i would screw it up so fast yep i agree i would i wouldn't even have my third tweet sent off before everyone knew who i was Yep. Sounds like you. 
So uh, in basketball news, Franz Wagner, the brother of Moritz Wagner, of course, the, the recent great Michigan basketball player, committed to Michigan, choosing the Wolverines over professional basketball in Germany. Were you surprised that he decided to go overseas and play college ball? Uh no, uh, I would originally have said yes, but after uh, reading and, and learning a little bit more um, about, you know, kind of the visit day, I mean, we all knew that the same day he was visiting was when uh, John Beeline was announced that he was going to the Cavaliers. And so I, I saw a little bit more on on that story and then I've heard some other things, um, seen some articles and uh, listened to a couple of podcasts where it makes it a little less surprising. Uh, because I think at the end of the day, it is a great opportunity. And the biggest thing here, the biggest selling point is his older brother uh, had a heck of a college experience, was at Michigan for, I believe, three years um, and could speak to just, you know, having a really good time uh, in college and really enjoying the program. And even though it was John Beeline um, led and things are going to be a little bit different now, I think that he just had a huge advocate. And then one of the other things that I heard is, when you have Mo as LeBron's teammate, at least at the time before he got traded, um, and LeBron's publicly endorsing Jawan Howard for Michigan head coach, um, and who eventually obviously becomes the head coach, I think that really helps and, and makes it a little less surprising too, where Mo can literally say to Franz that, yo, like LeBron's saying that Jawan Howard is, is one of the best coaches um, that, that could have taken this job or, or is the best coach for this job. And so, I mean, if you, LeBron has to have an incredible influence on, on somebody uh, coming up his age um, in, in terms of what you want to do. And so LeBron says, hey, you can play for a guy like Jawan Howard, who's amazing. I would say that, that probably it didn't seal the deal, but I'm sure it, uh, it helped for sure. Okay, anyone who has a subscription to The Athletic, go look at Brandon Quinn's um, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a, an inside look at how Franz Wagner landed at Michigan. It's this really interesting story about him, um, his family in, in Germany deciding like, are we going to get on this plane? Because we have an official visit at Michigan, but it turns out John Beeline is not going to be the coach there anymore. Mm-hmm. And you have Mo Wagner in Ann Arbor, uh, ready to like act as a, um, liaison i guess between the the school and his brother and staff are like do we have jobs here do we work here and he goes so so franz wagner goes to michigan takes the visit and it turns out to be um pretty normal other than not having a head coach there and the staff apparently went from thinking this was going to be a formality to, hey, maybe he'll actually want to come here and play. And then they get Juwan Howard. And you mentioned the um, the endorsement from LeBron James, who was at the time Mo Wagner's teammate, which really helped. So it's just a, a crazy string of events that led to Franz Wagner kind of uh, maybe not shocking people, but going against conventional wisdom and what I would assume most people assumed he thought, uh, what most people assumed he would do, which was play pro basketball in Germany. So just a crazy, crazy string of events that led to this. But in the end, like, man, Michigan got a good one and they needed a good one to get over a little bit of a hump. You've got guys now who are choosing to go play overseas or professionally 
um, skipping out on college. I think we'll see more of that until the, the draft rules changed. I mean, the G League now doesn't pay a lot, um, but can give you some sort of compensation while you play basketball and you're being developed by uh, professional staff, um, a part of the, the, the NBA um, programs, obviously. And so, and then when you're from I mean, when you're from that area and, and playing for Elbow Berlin and uh, a good fit, Derek Walton's on that team too. Um, obviously, it's like leaving home to go pursue something else. But still, even with people choosing to go play overseas now, some of these top recruits playing college basketball at a program the level that Michigan has played in the last five, six, ten years. I mean, you have a great opportunity. If you look at just John Beeline's success with sending guys to the NBA draft, um, a good opportunity. Uh, you look at your own brother um, playing college basketball and getting drafted. I mean, great opportunity. And so as much as playing professionally and, and playing close to home and, and making money doing so, I mean, that's a great opportunity too. Um, but I think that people still, and maybe it's just for these international players, but People don't give enough credit to like, I mean, even what Iggy Brazdakis did. Like, they're actually maybe taking a step above, even if the play is uh, with younger guys, maybe not as senior level players, and maybe the talent level is different. Um, some of these teams in, in college are are as competitive as some of those overseas programs. Now, I know that Al Berlin's a, a very serious part of a very serious league, and so that might be a little bit different. But his role wasn't very much until the end of the season. Um, I thought I saw somewhere he still averaged like 10 minutes a game. And so to come over and potentially be a star uh, in, in America, uh, college basketball, which everybody tunes into, uh, that's a pretty sick opportunity that he has. Yeah, his, his stats over in Germany won't blow you away. Like you said, it was like 10 to 12 minutes a game, mostly coming off the bench, didn't have a lot of points. He was an efficient shooter. It's just the fact that he was regarded as one of the best young talents in the country yeah. and he was doing that against older um better players players who had been there and and had much more time to develop their games uh it's in my opinion i mean it's it's too early to to speculate like how that translates to american college basketball but in general i think we can say michigan lucked out here and and got a key piece possibly for next season's team, which we're all expecting to not be as good as these recent Michigan teams under John Beeline, but could still be competitive in the Big Ten, could still make the NCAA tournament. And, you know, maybe at the end of the regular season, we're talking about, let's see, a Sweet 16 run or something like that. And mm-hmm. and, and all of that may, we, we may look back and be like, it, it started when Michigan got Franz Wagner. Yeah, I agree. And and for me, when I look at Franz Wagner, I, I think he's perfect in three ways. And those three ways are, I think he's a perfect fit for what Michigan currently needs on its roster, a guy who's going to be much more touted as a guard than his brother, um, but still has the height. Uh, I've heard, I mean, you see listed 6'7", six, 6'8", uh, six, I've heard maybe even 6'9", still growing potentially, um, wingspan uh, close to seven feet already, um, uh, really good catch and shoot, um, making decisions after um, catching the rock. And so I feel like he's a great fit for Michigan. Uh, I feel like he's perfect in the sense that Juwan Howard needed to kind of make a splash in recruiting. And again, 
Uh, Saudi Washington was a big piece of this. There are other big pieces of this, but it's technically his first uh, first player he's been able to recruit and sign since being the head coach. Uh, that will help moving forward. And then lastly, and personally, I guess, I feel like uh, Franz Wagner, maybe because it's a younger brother, Mo, I feel like he's naturally that perfect fit for everybody's new favorite player, especially if he is going to uh, get some playing time and, and could potentially be as, as good um, and talented as, as people are projecting him to be uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. And so in those three senses, I mean, that couldn't be more of a, a perfect get for Jawan Howard and crew. Do you think he'll be compared unfairly to his brother? I, I think uh, maybe in terms of meaning for the team, uh, in terms of, you know, Mo really provided a spark in the NCAA tournament or so on and so forth. But I think enough people right away will see that their game is so different uh, that it's going to be hard to make that comparison. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, following the footsteps of an older brother, uh, maybe be challenging because Mo did explode for a couple of games. He had the play against Nick Ward where he crossed him over and Nick Ward fell over. And so, I mean, you got things like that that people might uh, look for. But overall, with a new system, we have no clue how he could even be used in, in this uh a two-to-be-determined two Juwan Howard offensive set. Uh, but I think there'll be comparison just because brother-to-brother's sake. But he's such a different player and has different gifts uh, and is really what I think a, a better shooter and will continue to be a better shooter. And so I think it will be be different. So he didn't have a 24-7 sports recruiting profile until I think after he committed. And so 24-7 sports calls him or lists him as the second-best player in Germany in this class. Uh, the number 27 small forward and uh, the number 110th recruit in this class. And he's a, so like a high four star ranking. Um, it, it, we, we talked an episode or two ago about maybe a shift in recruiting philosophy. This was a player who was already in the works at Michigan for a long time even though it was never a guarantee, it was like, if he's going to come play college basketball is probably going to be at Michigan. How do you fit this in the context of what we were talking about earlier with a, a possible shift in recruiting philosophy, if at all? You know, I feel like this is, to me, it's one of those that there's a chance that he plays and you're pretty confident that he's not going to pick another school, like you mentioned. Um, and I think that what this does is it shows that you know, Juwan Howard concealed the deal. Um, and a guy who was expected to choose Michigan if he did choose, and then after all this time playing for a, a great program and a great league full of guys who are literally veterans, um, I feel like to to win this battle uh, is a sign that more battles will be won in the future. You still have other guys that are um, four high four-star, five-star prospects that are listing Michigan as top five, top 10 schools. I've seen a lot of notes that, you know, even if they don't pick Michigan, like big for Juwan Howard to still uh, be uh, on the, have Michigan still on the list of the final five. But I think that this is hopefully um, the start of, of something really special recruiting wise. And now you can get into the developmental stuff and uh, will it be as, will he be as successful as John Beeline when it comes to that? Probably not. I feel like John Beeline had a gift that, uh, many coaches 
don't have and maybe will never have. Um, but I think that that same mentality of Jawan Howard wants the best players. And in terms of the class of 2019 and who is available, uh, he got the best player available that was actually uh, had a chance to come to Michigan. And so I, I expect him to, to get some of the best available moving forward as well. So Franz Wagner, getting him was big because Michigan has to replace uh, big-time production from Iggy Brasdakis and Jordan Poole. I was reading, um, I mentioned Brandon Quinn's piece in The Athletic, and it, um, in it, Mo Wagner says that his brother is not like him. He's not extroverted. He doesn't get all that emotional, which I personally found a little disappointing. I, th- I think it'd be awesome if Michigan had like you know, Mo Wagner 2.0 out there. Who wouldn't love that? Yeah, true. But but also, um, Jordan Poole and Iggy Brasdakis were kind of like that. They were really outgoing guys. This is going to look really different. If if big-time production is coming from somebody who's a um, little quieter, doesn't get all that emotional, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think that's going to take some getting used to at Michigan, given what um, what the production has looked like the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, I mean, highest level example is Kawhi Leonard, right? Like Kawhi Leonard, no one can figure out to the point where he had about the the biggest, um, he had the most people waiting and wondering just because you never hear from the guy and what he would do next step as a professional basketball player. But for me, kind of thinking of Kawhi Leonard and someone I didn't really even follow when he was at the Spurs, it seems like he has no personality at all on the court. He's just kind of, you know, he's going to get buckets. He's going to get boards and, and that's it. And at the end of the day, they win an NBA championship. And so if, if someone like a Franz Wagner is going to come in and average 16, 18 points a game, uh, shoot lights out and he's going to be quiet on the floor. Like I wish that um, we could have someone energetic uh, like his brother was, or like Jordan Poole and Iggy Brasdakis, but I mean, if, if his job is to come in and get buckets and, and do his best to make it to the next level, then I'm happy. But I do hope that somebody else takes over that role. Like maybe John Teske can just get super emotional next season. I mean, he, he can get pretty fired up. But I do think because of Mo Wagner and then kind of moving on to like Iggy and, and the showboating that he especially did, like it would seem weird to have a Michigan team uh, who, who doesn't have that. I mean, you can even go back to Nick Stauskas. It seems to be all the guys who – uh, Canadian or, or more foreign than that, that want to put on the show. And I mean, feels like he's got to kind of continue that tradition, but if he doesn't and he's just a productive player, then I'm not going to be mad at him. You know, we keep talking about this every time we have a show about basketball. It's like we're in May, June, July, and we're talking about Michigan basketball. It's still, I mean, it's still kind of crazy that, this program is demanding this kind of off-season attention, but yet it's, you know, after John Beeline left, it's been almost completely positive, right? Yeah. Gosh, I just, who like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, last thing I want to ask you, do you think, and this might be a question that that is stupid to ask right now, but do you think there's going to be um, – much serious talk about Franz Wagner being a one and done. I feel like because he has the the potential to really, uh, just because of the league he was playing in and, and maybe being a little bit more mature, age-wise, obviously younger than Iggy Brasdakis. Um, I didn't ever see Iggy as a one and done, 
Uh, when he started playing the way he did early, you could sense that it was a possibility, especially as people started uh, talking about him uh, as a draft prospect. So I, th- I think I'm in the same camp for Franz Wagner in the sense that his ceiling, uh, even at the age he is now, is so high potentially that I could see him coming in and dominating. And if his goal is to get to the league, um, then I think he could easily uh, be drafted in one of the first two rounds. In fact, I've already seen things um, that he likely is to be if he if he's even a little bit efficient because of uh, the talent that he could provide. But at the same time, I feel like he could be like his brother where he takes a little bit longer to get going, but is still productive, stays around, makes the decision to skip out on the draft because he's loving his college experience so much. Um, that's what you selfishly hope for as a Michigan fan. But either way, I think the, the possibility is there, but I would say most likely I'd see him playing at least two seasons at Michigan unless he obviously explodes. That'd be excellent two seasons i think that'd be good thanks for checking us out today on the go blue crew if you want to follow my burner account that's at ty underscore fenwick Derek, what's your burner uh, my burner account is at that dude lenny on instagram at that dude lenny on instagram is Derek's burner it's his finsta finsta a, a fake instagram a finstagram whatever thanks for listening anyway go blue go blue